Hello, and welcome to the Three Will Podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan, and I am sitting here, Mr. Eric Bowden. How are you doing, Mr. Eric Bowden? Awesome. I'm doing fantastic today and just delighted to be in your studio today, Danny. <laughs> I'm delighted you're delighted. Um, so, so today's subject uh, came from a Yammer post that we're not using Yammer anymore. We're just using Teams, right? That's right. Did you get, did you get the memo? That's right. Yammer is the old news. <laughs> so we, um, I posted up a picture that I thought was so funny. So this is a, um, conver- I had a, uh, uh, an image and from that image I said, well, why don't we do a podcast out of it? So it, uh, I asked to see if anybody knew anything about supporting multiple languages. So we're going to talk about multiple languages and SharePoint. Yep. And you were the person that everybody threw out and said, talk to Eric. Talk to Eric. That's right. He knows a little bit about this. It sounds like you've used it in the past and now you're using it now. That's right. That's right. Yeah, my first experience with uh, translation services or supporting multiple languages in SharePoint um, is about maybe almost 10 years back. Wow. Um, and, then, and now I'm recently working on it with uh, with SharePoint 2016. So my first experience was with SharePoint uh, 2007, which uh-huh. is a way, way back, and now uh, SharePoint 2016. And I was, I've was i been really um, pleased with uh, you know how easy it was to set up and, uh, and the reliability of it uh, so far. Nice, nice. And so, um... Has it changed a lot, or what's is it the similar type of setup than, than what you did before in the past? Yeah, so from my recollection, yeah. um, it really hasn't changed much. It's okay. much the same, um, you know, for folks who, uh, who who have worked with it in the past. Uh, SharePoint uses a feature called Variations. Uh, it did in 2007, and it still does today. Um, so much of that is the same. Uh, it it seems like you know I haven't gone in, you know and done a comparison. But you know, it just seems like the uh, the configuration, the setup, and the um, really the reliability of it is is much better um, than I remembered. So uh, I I use the same thing for my dance moves. I use variations <laughs> on my dance moves. That's right. That's so right. that's kind of interesting. Probably a similar type of thing, right? That's right. Very very similar. Very similar. Yeah, you have to do a little more reading to use variations, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> And the one you worked on so long ago, that was that was a public-facing site? That was a public-facing website. Back when we did public-facing websites in that's, SharePoint? That's right. Back that's in the right. day, and now that site's gone? That's right, yeah. And this, yeah. this most recent one, um, this is a knowledge base. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, authors are, 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 they are authoring content in knowledge base articles uh, in English, mm-hmm. and they'll be translated into Spanish. So we have just one target language uh, in this... Um, for this application, uh, but of course they may very well be adding more, and SharePoint supports obviously more. Talk me through sort of, uh, the, the the setup. How do you? I mean, what what do you do to get to prepare for this? So talk me through that. Yeah, yeah. So your you know your first step I think is to decide if you'll ever want to support multiple languages, uh, and if you do, then I recommend that you start by uh, configuring your site for variations. And, um, and choose whatever your primary language may be, English uh, in our case. And so what you do is you go into, uh, into SharePoint, into, you create a site collection, okay. go into the site collection features, and oh. you'll configure for what is your source uh, variation. And your source, like as I said, in my case is English. Uh-huh. And what will happen is SharePoint provisions a subsite for you. 
for that uh, primary variation, your source variation. And so from that point, uh, you know, if you, if you think you want to support multiple languages but you're not ready to yet, you stop there. You're in a good place, you have a good platform for supporting multiple languages, but you don't need to take any further action from that point. So is that like it creates a little direct, like an English directory or something along those lines? Exactly, okay. exactly. So it's with the, um, you know, and the subsite is, is um, named by the, by the language that, okay. um, that it supports. Nice. Um, you also, so next step is when you're ready to support additional languages, you're going to need to install the language pack uh, for SharePoint onto that, into that environment. And then you're going to need to, uh, you go in and you configure your variations and you configure an additional variation for the new language. And that will be the, uh, the target uh, for your uh, translated content. And, and just like it did for English, SharePoint will create a subsite for that new language. So is there a, a language pack per language or does the language yep. pack, okay. Yep, yep, okay. one language pack per language. Okay. So you'll go to, um, you know, go download those from Microsoft and, uh, and install them. Mm -hmm. And then once you have that installed, what's the next step after that? So next step is, um, it, you know, test it out, begin using it. And, and the flow is that, you know, on your source site, you, you know, you, of course, you author your content and you publish it. Uh -huh. And once that content is published, it'll be automatically uh, migrated to your variation targets. Okay. Um, in, the, in the example uh, project I'm working on right now, that's Spanish. So it, it gets migrated to my Spanish site. And then the next step is it, it, when it gets migrated, it's migrated in English. So and it's it's unpublished. So it's a it's 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 copied over to that Spanish site. It's not published. And what it's doing is it's waiting for someone to come along and either manually translate that from English into Spanish and publish it. Okay. Or uh, SharePoint has uh, translation services built in. Shut the front door. It does. It does. It's it's awesome. It's cloud-hosted. The translation services are cloud-hosted. It's provided as part of your SharePoint license. Okay. So there's not an additional cost for using translation services. Uh, uh, really? Really. And in my case, there was no configuration involved. So I didn't go into SharePoint Central Administration and configure translation services. I believe it configured it as part of the um, running the configuration wizard okay. in uh, Central Administration. So it's already there. Uh, you know, you're over in your Spanish site. You're looking at what is an English content article because it just got copied from the English uh, source. Mm -hmm. You click a button to invoke the translation services, and while you're watching, mm -hmm. it will translate it, and you're then presented with you know that article in Spanish. The last step is. You as you know, assuming you're bilingual, so you're going to approve, and I certainly recommend that because translations. There's plenty of opportunity mm -hmm. for uh, flaws. Hence in, the hence the image that brought all this, which was that's the, right. The, you'll see it in the. This will be at the top of the blog post, but uh, it's basically an image of a, a, a. It looks like a Chinese shop, and it says cannot connect to translation service, and they went ahead and printed that out on the sign on the front of the store. So. Yep. Uh, what happens when this happens uh, in this case? Yeah, it's it is it's it's easy for those things to slip by. Yeah, um, you know, you know, an error message can be presented in Spanish, as in that case, 
a um, you know it can make an in, incorrect translation, use a wrong word choice. Um, the so you're expecting someone to be it needs to be bilingual to you know proofread that yeah. document now. You know, what this does, what the translation services does is reduces the number of resources that you need, you know, to support this. The project I'm working on is going to be a huge um, volume of content, uh, really going to be, let's say, authored by in the neighborhood of 20 um, people. So, you know, without these translation services, you may find yourself needing 20 bilingual authors to you know manage uh, translating that content with translation services maybe you can get by with one or two hmm. because they're just proofreading they're just proofreading yeah proofread publish yeah you know and you're done yeah very cool now you're telling me on the current project that there's a there's like a set of words that um, you can use like a it's almost like a scaled down version of English that translates well into other languages. Yep. Tell me more about that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so a big part of the project that I'm working on right now is um, is content refactoring. So okay. we're we're taking content which is in an older knowledge base and uh, migrating that into SharePoint. But before it gets put into SharePoint, there's a step of content refactoring, which is really um, improving the quality of the of the content of those knowledge base articles, improving improving the readability of it. Um, in many cases, what was a large complex article is being divided up into numerous uh, smaller, simpler, easier to read um, articles. And then, uh, to your point, uh, an aspect of that is uh, using a simplified uh, English using terms. Uh, which which we know um, automated translation services have are, will be successful with in translating from English to Spanish. Nice. Yeah, and, and we're working with with a partner, um, Doug Davis from ProEdit. Shout out to Doug. Shout out to Doug. He's he is um, he's he's performing the the content refactoring and the um, you know those steps of you know really recognizing what's gonna what's gonna be required for an article to be translated from uh, English to uh, Spanish. So a huge benefit for having Doug on the team and his team, um, you know, recognizing what, you know, is really a pretty big deal when, um, you know, when you're working with translating content. And then so. what do you do? Do you have like, I know with uh, the site we worked on a while back, there was like a language selector or do you use like stuff from the browser or how do you choose which language the end user is going to see? Yeah, great question because there are there are a number of um, approaches for this. Uh -huh. And for our knowledge base project, it is, um, it's using a feature in SharePoint called the product catalog. And what the pro or, or otherwise known as cross-site publishing, and what the product catalog or cross-site publishing allows you to do is to um, to abstract the the content and the authoring of content from the search and consumption of that content. So what you end up having is you have a uh, a knowledge base of content, which is where content authors go to 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 manage this content, and then you have a search center or um, experience for users to search and consume that content. And what we're doing is have a separate, um, a separate site uh, for each uh, language. So there's, okay. a, there's an English-based experience for English users, a Spanish site for Spanish users. Now, that might sound like a great deal of effort, a separate site for each language. If I'm going to support a dozen yeah. languages, a dozen you know that's going to get pretty I'll deep. I do the math on that. There's a dozen sites. There, yeah. 
<laughs> you are a smart man. <laughs> the the um, but but the, the good news is that there's very little um, translatable content um, within these sites. Most all of the content comes from uh, the the articles uh, and and we're using uh, managed metadata. Okay. And managed metadata also um, participates in translation services. So you have a whole catalog of terms that you're using to decorate your um, content, and you can submit those to translation services, and they'll be submitted from English to, or uh, translated uh, nice. from English to Spanish. Yeah, it, it's really slick. Very nice. So what else? What else is there to, to, for getting it set up or anything? That's pretty much it. Is that it? That's pretty much it. Okay. Um, you know, of course, you know there are other additional um, variations of the variation. Um, you know, to explore. There's another. You know, another strategy, which I think is what you might have been thinking about initially, is having your users, you know, go directly uh, to the site yeah. where the content lives. Um, and that's a, that is a strategy employed also. And what happens there is that you navigate, you know, I mentioned there's a hierarchy of, of sites, mm -hmm. sub-site for each language, and SharePoint uh, makes the decision when you navigate to that root site, there's a redirector okay. on the root site that makes the decision for, uh, you know, which language is appropriate for you, and it'll direct you to the, um, to the subsite so that's for typically language. something the browser probably different across browsers but that's some some a piece of information you can get from their browser right. typically right right that's right yeah yeah this is awesome yeah yeah Look forward to, we'll have to do a follow-up after you're done with the project and see how everything went and maybe see if what sort of lessons you learned by getting this set up but Absolutely. This is good stuff for, I mean, I know some of the larger sites that we're working on, multiple languages has to be there, so it's, it, this is some great experience you're getting. So. Cool. It is, it is, yeah, and it's a it's a great value, you know, from SharePoint, and this, the, the language translation services, uh, you know, this particular customer, they really weren't expecting it. Yeah. Um, but when they, when they saw it, you know, it's a really big value add for them yeah. and a good reason uh, you know, for them to be using SharePoint. Especially, it's nice as part of the licensing. Yes. That is very sweet. That's awesome. Well, thank you everybody for taking the time to listen to this. If you have any questions for Eric, um, leave them in the comment section and uh, he'll follow up with you there. Um, and this is great, another great follow-up to Knowledge Bases. So, looking for other topics. Tommy and I did a uh, covered Knowledge Bases with SharePoint a couple weeks ago. So anything else you're picking up on this project, let's let's get together and talk. This is a great subject. So yep. thank you for doing this, Eric. Will do. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye.